Some of us have a hot mess relationship with food. The thing about diets, they're like shortcuts. They're a short-term solution for a long-term problem. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. After more than a decade of dieting, binging, and everything in between, I want to help you heal and rediscover a healthy relationship with food. If you're a millennial looking for some food therapy, I'm here for you. Come with a glass of wine, we'll debunk wellness culture, hormone health, intuitive eating, and more. It's not about the food, ladies. Let's get to what you're really hungry for. Ever wonder what happens on day 31 of Whole30? Or if you start keto, do you have to do it forever? I know that this is something that a lot of you have probably tried or at least thought about in the past. I want to share with you what I've witnessed about my client's experience and a little bit of my own observations. So, exhibit A, we can call her Jane. I'm going to keep the details very brief and quite general. So Jane was an avid runner. She was very successful at work, driven, motivated, all the things, but she always felt controlled by food. She would run marathons to eat and maintain her body shape. So during on seasons, she was on. Um, She was running lots. And even though she was binging at night, she was still able to keep to a smaller body during her running. And then during off season, then her body would balloon. There was not as much running to offset her binges at night. And she was someone who loved bread. So shout out to Jane. We were on the same page. She has always had more control issues with bread And that was truly her weakness. And whether it was homemade sourdough or store-bought artisan bread, that was her jam. I'm right there with her. And so when it came to this pattern, she had this on and off season pattern with her body for years, for as long as she could remember. And honestly, the only way that she kept her weight down was with marathons. How tiring. And so to combat her weakness for bread and all things carbs, she decided to go keto. And if you think about it, what a perfect solution to cut off all carbs to avoid that weakness altogether. And she thought it would help her stop the binging and keep her weight at least stable during off season. It was kind of perfect timing because we ended up in a global pandemic and so she wasn't running as much and so she was just trying out keto. That carried on for about a year and she found that she no longer had extreme bouts of hunger. She didn't feel these extreme urges to binge on bread and carbs. Instead, her appetite actually calmed down. It was quite a mellow hunger and she didn't really have cravings anymore. So essentially, her body had learned how to use fat as its predominant source of fuel. So instead of relying on carbs and the highs and lows of carbs, she was using fat instead. And honestly, her hunger levels did even out in a way, and she was feeling good. But after about a year on keto, when she was closer to her goal weight, the question came up of, now what? Honestly, can you imagine being on keto for a year? Truly a feat, shows a lot of persistence, 
But, you know, she can't just not eat carbs forever. She just can't not eat fruit and bread and rice for the rest of her life. And so we then had the conversation of how to come out of keto. Stay tuned. Pivoting a little bit, I want to go to exhibit B. We can call her Samantha. And this is going to be about Whole30. So she had been in a bigger body most of her life and had always been on a diet since she could remember. And now that she was in her late 20s, she had a very high level job. Her work stress was always sky high and that led to a lot of emotional eating, especially at night. So think late night munchies after a full day of packed meetings and all you want to do is relax. And so last year, it really did hit her hard with COVID and she found herself at her highest weight. Work was hectic, work from home, Zoom meetings, and she had went on a whole 30 before she decided to do it again. First 30 days are always really tough, but rewarding. But as day 30 nears, the question of what happens next, of course, comes up again. And honestly, after her 30 days, when she stopped at the whole 30, the same patterns of emotional eating surfaced again. So what gives? In both of these scenarios with Jane and Samantha, the intention is there. This time I'm going to really feel like I can do this. I will gain the control. I will I will solve the problem. I will solve the binge eating. I will solve the emotional eating with keto and Whole30 respectively. And these are very logical decisions. They made very logical, sound decisions for themselves. But the thing about diets, they're like shortcuts. They're a short-term solution for a long-term problem, and we can't fix a troubled relationship with food with a diet. It just doesn't work that way. It's a band-aid, but it's not really digging at the heart of the issue. So there's no healing that goes on. You just may temporarily be more disciplined or focused, but when life gets in the way, when your boss has something really important, deadlines, responsibilities, kids, your natural tendencies around food might surface again and it might hit you hard, whether it's binging or emotional eating. And not to say that you can't change, but a diet's not going to help us heal and change from that. So for Jane, our first example, she had to learn to trust herself around carbs which was her initial nemesis to begin with. She had to learn how to be okay with small amounts of fruit, potatoes, rice, and then bread. In the beginning, we focused on the carbs that she felt less charged around. For her, that was fruit and sweet potatoes. She thought she could trust herself around those foods without overdoing it, and she proved to herself that yes, she can eat a small amount without binging on those foods. And then we introduced the next layer, and then the next. But it really takes a lot of trust within yourself. You know, when you break the trust, when you binge on the fruit, you think, oh, I've let myself down again. I'm never going to get this right. I'm never not going to be addicted to carbs. But with tiny baby steps and with weekly support, we were able to build her list of carbs. So now she trusts herself mostly around most carbs. And this is not short-term work. This is some long-term, you're in in it for the long-haul work. And similarly for Samantha, our second example, we had to work through her emotional triggers. We identified the exact emotional triggers that led to overeating. And the key piece of that was 
identifying that emotion. For her, honestly, she was exhausted and overwhelmed and underappreciated. Those were the feelings that she went into as the night went down. When you feel underappreciated and overworked, food is comforting. So we had to work through her emotional needs. How can we satisfy her emotional needs without food? And in that way, it can take her mind off of using food as comfort. Again, these are not easy fixes. After a year, I'm still working with both of them. So unlike 30 days of keto or 30 days of Whole30, we are working on the real stuff, the deep-seated issues with food and our deep-seated relationship with food. With all relationships, it's usually complicated. I mean, if you just think of romantic relationships, it's always somewhat of a hot mess in the beginning or for a very long time. And some of us have a hot mess relationship with food and we can't just go about pushing problems under the rug all the time. We have to address it at the heart. This is not easy stuff and I completely acknowledge that. I remember when I was in college, when I was first starting to address the deeper issues surrounding my relationship with food, I dabbled in mindful eating in the very beginning, and I wrote a journal entry on this. So back in August of 2013, while I was still dieting like a fiend and binging on occasion, I had a brief moment of enlightenment. So here goes the journal entry. A brief strike of enlightenment just struck me on my dim walk home. Mindful eating is a lifestyle change, no doubt. It is shifting the habits of overindulgence and gluttony. However, that is exactly why making these seemingly more healthful choices becomes so much of a chore. Our perspectives must shift. So even back in 2013, I knew this stuff was tough. But I knew it was the answer deep down inside, even though I was still struggling with dieting and binging. So we know it's a chore, but our perspectives must shift. So that's what this work is all about. And if you think about therapy, you know, why do you go to therapy if you're someone that subscribes to therapy? Usually we go to therapy because we're still processing and healing and growing from our past experiences. You try and better your current experiences and relationships with therapy, with understanding the why, you know, why am I the way I am and how can I be better and grow? And so the small tools and strategies you learn through therapy each week is very similar to the things that we go through in my work with clients, where they get to practice new small tools to build trust every single week. That's what this work is all about. It's all to get you to a place of food freedom without any of the shortcuts. And one more thing, I want to make sure I leave you with something of value. So on my website, in the show notes of this podcast, you'll find a resource on emotional eating. It's the tool of all tools that I use with all of my clients with emotional eating. You can go to my show notes and download that exercise and really try and break free from emotional eating once and for all. If you would like to work together, I am taking a small handful of new clients at the moment. So feel free to go onto my website, Elise, Z as in zebra, Lou.com to learn more. And if you found any value in this episode, I would love for you to subscribe, review, and please tag me on Instagram. I'm at craving.food.freedom. You can take a screenshot of the podcast as you're listening to it, 
tag me. I will choose one person at the end of the week to offer a free mini session to. So imagine a free coaching session to talk through your concerns about diets, what you've tried, and how to really make things work for you. So until next time, bye ladies.